now, time for Seafood News. You're listening to the Seafood News Podcast, brought to you by the new retail experience that is now live on the premier protein market intelligence platform, Comtel. A newly enhanced and comprehensive retail experience gives subscribers access to retailer-based IRI scanner data with an in-depth and accurate view of the buying process, offering more intimate understanding of consumer spending habits. Housing over 1,000 items from over 50 retail grocers across 67 cities, the new Comtel Retail Dashboard will be packed with weekly updates across seafood, beef, pork, poultry, and eggs, among other protein sectors. To learn more, reach out to an account manager at sales at earnerberry.com or visit us at the Seafood Expo North America booth, number 364. I'm Seafood News Managing Editor Amanda Buckle. And I'm Ernerberry Seafood Market Reporter Lauren Castiglione. Today, we're joined by Mintech's Ibi Idanaboye, who is going to tell us a little bit more about Mintech and the work in seafood he's been doing. Let's take a listen. All right, so welcome to the podcast, Ibi Idanaboye. Thanks, guys. Good to meet you and good to be a part of it. Yeah, thanks. So I don't know about you, but there's been a lot of excitement in our office since the announcement of Ernerberry and Mintech coming together. So we're happy to have you on the podcast to learn a little bit more about yourself, our seafood counterparts, yeah. and the work that Mintech is doing in the seafood space. That's right. We have we have such a big seafood um, team in our office, and then we have also, uh, thanks to um, our coworkers overseas, we have some people over in the UK already, and then and now we get you. So we're, we're very excited because we're always looking to expand into the UK, and so you are from the UK. You have the better, best insight out of all of us. So, so tell us about yourself. What's your background, and, and how long have you been with Mintech? Sure. Well, thanks, guys. Really good to be part of this journey with you all as well. Um, so uh, my name's Ibi Donaboy, as you rightly pronounced, and I've been at Mintech coming up to three years now, I'll be three years in March. Um, my background is primarily has been in agricultural commodities. So I've got about 10 years experience working in a vast array of um, commodities in the agricultural space. I spent time working in fertilizers, so agricultural fertilizers. Um, I've looked at soft commodities, cocoa, coffee, um, sugar, tea, and now I'm looking at the seafood with um, Mintech. So yeah, I look at all different kinds of seafood and it's been it's been about, about a year and a half primarily focused on seafood, but we're hoping to make a real um, splash, excuse the pun. <laughs> we love seafood puns here. So <laughs> um, so what species are you focusing on um, for your for this Mintech report that we're talking about? Okay, so um, just to kind of give a bit of background, so um, at Mintech, we have over 900 um, seafood prices available, which is on our um, Mintech analytics platform. Um, our top ranked series include um, salmon, farm salmon, tuna, we have various white fish, so um, ground fish, we have cod, Alaska pollock, haddock, coli. We also have prawns, or as you guys will call it, shrimps, um, herring and mackerel as well. So we have various um, prior series and we incorporate our prices incorporate various aspects of the supply chain. So right from the kind of X vessel price for whole round fish, right up to processed loins and fillets, fresh or frozen. Um, and the next report that I will be pulling out there will be mainly focused on um, the white fish, um, particularly I say cod, um, pollock and um, Alaska pollock and, and haddock. 
Wow. You guys, you guys do a lot. I know I, I'm, I'm learning something new here. <laughs> we always joke that Lauren has like the most species out of everybody, but I think, I think you kind of, yeah, just I think her. you just talked me. So I know. And out of all the spe- out of all the different commodities that you've covered, seafood is the most exciting, right? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, you know, I have to say that now, right? Um, <laughs> You're on the spot. <laughs> no, no I mean- but it, it is, it's very exciting in terms of, um, firstly, it's such a, a array of um, species. I think that the dynamics are very different from some of the other commodities. Um, I think there's a lot more of a, I guess, a lot more of a feel for it. You have to have a lot more of a feel for the market. And in terms of, I'm speaking to the right people and understanding this, the supply chain. I think it's quite a lot more um, to kind of go on. It's, it's, it's a lot more interesting, a lot more di- diverse, I would say. You have so many different species. And even within those species, you have subspecies and subsectors. So it's really um, diverse. And I'm learning every day as I go along as well. Right. So absolutely, yeah. Reach into the choir we over here that. all the time. And, and <laughs> Lauren's a market reporter. I work on the seafood news side. And and I the, what I love about it is it's exactly what you said. It's like there's always something going on in, in some species. You know, there's, yeah. there's so much to cover. And um, so glad to have a fellow seafood lover on board. Now, um, you recently put out a report on Norway's salmon tax and how will it impact supply and prices. Um, can you give our listeners who may not be up to speed a, a brief rundown of what's happening with the salmon tax in Norway? Yeah, sure. I'll, I'll be I'll be happy to. So, um, just as again as a bit of um background. So Norway is the um the dominant player within the um global salmon industry for um farmed Atlantic salmon. So most of the pretty much all of the Atlantic salmon that we consume around the world is is um produced in farms, and Norway is the largest producer in the world with approximately fifty percent of the um annual global output. Um, it's, it's Europe's largest supplier. It also supplies um to the Americas and um, to Asia as well. And the sector in Norway is the largest or the second largest contributor to um, the Norwegian economy. So behind the oil and gas market, you then have the the salmon industry. So it's huge. And revenues roughly, I think it was about, well, equates to about 10 to 10 and a half billion dollars last year. And in September last year, so September 22, the Norwegian government revealed plans to introduce a new tax to salmon farms. And this tax would um, be implemented from um, January this year. Now, the incentive behind this was to ensure that a portion of the value-added profits um, generated by the, the salmon industry um, gives a bit more of a benefit to the wider um, Norwegian community, um, particularly those coastal communities that um, uh, accommodate the the bulk of the salmon aquaculture. Um, However, I will go into a bit further, but there has been some unrest um, in the months followed, and there's been quite a controversy um, surrounding the tax and how it would potentially be um, implemented. Yeah, Yeah, there there definitely has been a lot of confusion about how it's going to be calculated. Um, One of our market reporters heard rumblings about a possible flat tax. Have you seen that? Yes. So, um, so the initial proposal, as I said, um, it was in September um, 22. And uh, the initial proposal by the government was for a 40% um, 
value added tax um, requirement for all farms. So all the, the big farms harvesting a minimum of around 5,000 tonnes um, per year of salmonoids. Now, when we say salmonoids, that also includes trout who are part of the same species of, 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 of salmon as well. So any farmed trout or salmon um, on farms that are producing over 5,000 tonnes per year would be subject to this levy. Now, um, the levy would serve as a ground rent, so it would essentially charge the producers for the value added to the fish during the period spent um, when they go from the cages, the freshwater cages that are typically more inland, where they're then sent to the um, coastal waters, so the sea, um, where they're then um, hard or they're grown to the or fattened up to the the harvesting weight. So essentially, this is where the fish would be um, tax for that value added during this period. Um, another way of looking at it is as a resource tax, which is distributing the large profits extracted from the use of a public good. Um, in this case, the public good is the sea and the sea, which could be potentially used for other uh, measures and the profits that are derived from that sea being redistributed in a way um, to society. Now, the initial proposal was for the tax to be calculated on the average spot prices um, reported on the NASDAQ um, salmon index, which is the um, report sales of high grade salmon in, in Norway, typically um, Norwegian salmon exported to Europe at the highest price. So the tax would be based on or calculated based off of the weekly spot prices on the NASDAQ index. Um, the Norwegian government um, hopefully see that they, they, they expect that just this year alone there would be revenues of about 3.7 billion um, Norwegian krona, which is about 370 million US dollar um, from that tax. Wow. Now, you know, what are you seeing as like the immediate impact of this tax? It's as as I said, um, it's been um, um it's been controversial, Amanda. I think. Uh, recurring theme or concern among stakeholders um, relates to um, firstly the, the calculation of the tax and it being based on the NASDAQ spot price. Now, um, processed salmon are typically sold um, from producers to um, their buyers on um, fixed price volume contracts, which are often pegged um, below the reported spot price. So, therefore, you know, farms entering um, fixed price supply contracts would um, potentially incur the risk of being taxed on a spot price that is essentially higher than the actual income that they receive from sales. So um, producers may then become less inclined to enter into these long-term contracts and we could potentially see more volume um, being sold on, on short-term contracts. Now, the risk with this is that the volatility associated with the, the spot prices would not only increase, increase the risk burden placed on, you know, primary processors and wholesalers of the salmon, but it could also lead to um, lower processing activity and over time potentially weaken, a weakened market position for Norwegian salmon compared to, say, salmon produced in Chile or um, the UK or other high cost, um, higher cost um, producers. Another concern is that a lot of the, say, self-generated capital, there'll be less of it made available um, for the salmon industry due, due to the lower profits after tax. So um, 
there would potentially be lower access to capital, um, uh, thinner risk appetite among investors into the salmon industry. So you'll see a lot of the supplier industries for salmon, you know, those that provide feed or those that provide the hatchery, the hatcheries or or the eggs. Um, these are responsible for much of the innovation within the, the sector, but um, there could be potentially a lot of less capital made available if more of it is being um, taxed. So I think it's important to note that a lot of the, the technologies within the industry, particularly those that are used to grow on um, the salmon to a particular size and to put them at sea, they're highly capital intensive industries and they ne necessitate very high attractive returns in order to stimulate the investment. However, if these um, returns become less attractive, then over the long term, we could see um, significantly less investment into the industry. Now, um, one banker I spoke to, um, who was an investment banker within the Norwegian industry, um, said that there was roughly three and a half billion dollars worth of capital investments were postponed or cancelled just, just, just in the period from September um, to January alone. That's now, <laughs> yeah, so it's so it's so it's incredible. I think it's just one other aspect that I would also say is that um the tax burden of um forty percent. This would this is just one of the tax burdens. You also have um there's already a capital gains tax of twenty two percent in Norway. So you could see um some of these producers facing tax burdens of a minimum of sixty percent, and with some of them it could be a hundred percent, and this would be weighted more heavily in the short term because if there was, say, less investment in the industry and less production over the longer term, then you would essentially be seeing a smaller pool of money um, available for tax, which could eventually erode the pool of tax going forward. So um, generally, it's been, a, um, I'd say, it's been a challenging um, period for the industry and stock that, prices have fallen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I Ibi, I think you did an amazing job at just in this, you know, little 10 minute interview of showing our listeners sure. the value of this, you know, Erner Barry and Mintech coming together and just the the pure insight that you're bringing to the table in, in speaking on this, you know, this one area and our our listeners and, and subscribers are just going to be getting a lot more of that as the integration happens between the, all the companies. So thank you for that. Um, before you You're go, welcome. do you have any other upcoming reports that we can be on the lookout you said for? You like Whitefish, right? You have coming up? Anything oh, else? sure, sure. Yeah. Now, now that you mentioned it, um, yeah, <laughs> I'll, I'll, plug, um, I'll plug some of the reports. So, <laughs> um, we just released the, um, the latest. Um, so just released it last month, the end of last month. Um, the latest of our regular app updates, this was for um, salmon and tuna. Um, these reports give an overview of the markets, um, you know, price at key export import hubs, um, consumer markets, they give an overview of the price trends, supply and demand and general market sentiment. So as I said, the um, salmon and tuna were just released at the end of um, January and the whitefish report will be released at the end of this month. And then next month, we'll also have the prawn or shrimp um, report. And these will be um, start off with quarterly reports, but then we're hoping to, for them to be um, more regular as, as as we kind of get more integrated and, and increase our exposure to the market. 
That's wonderful. So visit visit the Mintech site, subscribe. These are reports you won't want to miss in addition to our Urnerberry ones. Yeah. <laughs> and we'll just have to have people come visit us in Boston at the Seafood Show at booth 364. We may just have some uh, some of these reports to, to offer Ooh, up. Ooh, that'd be fun. And Lauren and I are also working on stickers too, so... <laughs> podcast stickers That's right <laughs> all right Ibby, thank you so much for joining us we're definitely going to have you back on because you are just a wealth of knowledge and yeah. you've got sure, a sure. great podcast voice I'm you gonna, do I'm gonna you say do. it <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> <I'm Okay>. <laughs> thank you all right thanks Ibby. thanks take care guys thanks bye